my simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela Yee is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast in which we speak with some of the brightest minds working in the media business today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. This week, we are talking about the Emmy Awards that aired just a few days ago and registered record low ratings. And why that is, well, we'll get into that right after the break. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. And we are back with the Strictly Business Podcast. 
It's just me for this episode, no guest, but there's plenty to talk about with regard to Monday's Emmy Awards. Why? Well, let's start with record low ratings, 4.3 million viewers to be exact. But before you ring the alarm for the TV industry, let's not panic just yet. There's a lot of reasons we'll get into that. There's actually nothing to panic about for the Emmys on its 75th anniversary night. And I'm not saying they should be popping bottles over at the TV Academy either. Bad ratings are bad ratings. But there's a whole bunch of extenuating factors we're going to explore that should put Monday's ratings into context. I'm not saying it's an aberration. I wouldn't predict we're going to see those audience figures bounce back up too high in the coming years. But let's hope 4.3 million is the floor. First, let's talk about the show itself. I thought it was actually quite good, and most of the reviews I've read agreed. Particularly smart was the way the telecast leaned into nostalgia, bringing together reunited casts from old TV favorites, from Cheers to Martin. This was not some poorly produced sloppy train wreck that deserved mass viewer turnout. It wasn't like the TV shows that were nominated lacked drawing power. No, there was no giant Game of Thrones type hit that lorded high above them all, but I'm not even sure that's necessary to bring viewers in. The same goes for the choice of host, which, let's be honest, Anthony Anderson is not exactly an A-list name, and there was some share of controversy due to some scandals in his past, but he was actually quite good beginning to end. The recurring bit with his mother in the audience was comedy gold all night long, which is really hard to pull off, so let's give him some extra credit on that one. All in all, though, nothing intrinsically wrong with the Emmy production. On that, I really don't think there's an argument to be made otherwise. So, what went wrong? Well, I think you could argue practically everything else. For starters... Let's not forget that the show was airing three months later than it actually does, thanks to the writers and actors' strikes. I was actually wondering whether the Emmys might actually find out that airing outside of September might turn out to its advantage, but that was not to be. No, to the contrary, I think what really hurt was that it aired just a week after the Golden Globes aired. And on that note, the Emmys felt very repetitive. At least the Globes, which, disclaimer time, this podcast is owned by Penske Media, which has an ownership stake in that awards franchise, the Globes saw a healthy 50% ratings uptick year over year. But it's not just that it was one awards show right after the next, or that they both award a lot of the same TV categories, but that they awarded many of the same TV shows in the same TV categories repeatedly. Succession, Beef, The Bear, they dominated. I think dominated is actually kind of an understatement, really, in all the key categories. I was sick of all these shows winning again and again on Globes Night. To see it happen yet again on Emmy Night was really boring even though these shows were actually quite deserving of their honors. But to be honest, Succession's final season has been off the air for a very long time. To see it take a victory lap yet again after all this time, well, 
let's just say it only added to a feeling of staleness for both of those award shows. Not so much for The Bear, though, which just came off another critically acclaimed season more recently. If anything, with star Jeremy Allen White enjoying quite a moment for himself these days with a scantily clad Calvin Klein ad in heavy rotation and a relatively new movie making the rounds during award season, that show at least gave the Emmys a a jolt of some timeliness, maybe some hipness. I'm actually curious to see if the combination of the Emmys and the Globes are giving both The Bear and Beef quite a sampling boost on their respecting streaming services right now. But I digress. Also not helping the Emmy ratings on Monday night, besides, well, airing on Monday night, as opposed to a Sunday, was the competition. The combination of an NFL wildcard game and coverage of the Iowa caucuses, that certainly wasn't going to help. Even just one of those alternatives was bound to wreak havoc on the ratings. Two of them together, well, that's like a death sentence. Which isn't to say there's a great deal of overlap between awards show watchers, football fans, and political junkies, but there's certainly enough to cause problems. And let's not forget, it's not like the Emmys were flying high coming into 2024 anyway. To the contrary, this franchise has been a fairly steady tailspin for quite some time. The last show registered a $5.9 million, which makes the drop to $4.3 million pretty sizable. But it's sobering to think back to like 2016 and 2017, there was 11.4 million total viewers, and it's been ticking down ever since, except for a nice recovery in 2021, when after dropping to 6.4 million in 2020, it bounced back up to 7.8 million. Now, could we see yet another bounce back in 2025? Well, you know, I would bet so. You're not going to see another perfect storm of contributing calamities like 2024 delivered anytime soon. You know, I'd say the only thing that could really hurt the Emmys is the continuing fragmentation of the TV universe. The fact that what we called a hit five to 10 years ago, the kind of show that brought together tens of millions is becoming rarer and rarer. But even that isn't necessarily a death warrant for the Emmys. You know, I think there's also just a broader issue with awards shows in general. Others are feeling this as well. The the Grammys, the Oscars, they all have problems of their own. But in general, award shows, they're all facing existential issues. They're all facing calls for how do we reinvent the format. The Globes in particular, I think, face this notion of after going through a real, you know, uh, sense of, Uh, going through a break in the action for a year? Are they going to come back? Are they going to try something completely different? And people to some degree were disappointed. Well, they came back with a very traditional show. There was this notion of, well, why not shake things up? A lot of these shows don't really end up doing that kind of thing. I would be very surprised to see the Emmys 
do that kind of thing. And we have not seen any of these franchises really deviate from the tried and true. It takes a lot of guts to do that kind of thing when you think about the kinds of academies attached to these uh, shows that by and large, don't want to really gamble. There's a lot of traditionalists attached to these shows. Now, if you really did try to shake things up and tried a very different format, would that necessarily put butts in seats or butts in couches is more to the point? Um, I'm dubious that that is the case. I don't necessarily know that that is really going to be the thing that would juice the ratings for the Emmys or anyone else. I do think that award shows in general, it really comes down to some very basic things like people wanting to tune in for stars making appearances. And maybe stars need to do very different things than just get up in front of microphones and uh, make the traditional speeches. Um, It also is about the kinds of shows or movies that are being awarded. But beyond those kind of traditional things, I'm not so sure that uh, shaking up traditional formats, as many critics point out, really will amount to much. We're going to take a break, but when we get back, we're going to talk more about the Emmys. So stick around. Snakes. Zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. We are back with more on the Emmy ratings. Look, wherever there are great shows, there are fans that are getting behind them, rooting for them in competition with other shows and the fans that love them. Even when the very definition of what you call TV shows migrates to places like, I don't know, TikTok. And sure, laugh now, but I don't think those days are that far away. I think places like the Emmys will bring us all together to celebrate what success is. Time will tell. But while we're talking about award shows, it's never too early to look ahead at what's coming next. And next month, we'll bring the Grammy Awards. That's going to be the next big one coming to CBS on February 4th. And I think that's going to be a very different story than the one that we just saw for the Emmy Awards, which, while that one, of course, hit a record low, the Grammys are coming off a great performance in 2023, their best TV ratings in three years. Of course, that, of course, sets up a tough comparison. Can they keep it going uh, and continue to rise for yet another year? Well, never too early to see the drumbeat Uh, start for uh, the award show season and the Grammys have already begun to announce performers that are going to be appearing on the Grammy stage on CBS. Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa, Olivia Rodrigo, 
you know, right there, probably three among the top 10 biggest artists uh, in the game. No Taylor Swift there, no Beyonce, never mind. Uh, these are still real big chart toppers. And when it comes to the Grammys, and this is, of course, a huge advantage they have over things like um, the Emmys or the Oscars, it is who performs, not who's necessarily up in the biggest categories or who's sitting in the audience. It's who performs that really dictates audience. And so when you have three heavy hitters like that that are going to be performing, that's going to tell you a lot about who's going to be showing up to watch for the 66th annual Grammy Awards. And we're just getting started. You're going to obviously see a lot of other performers that are going to be joining that stage. And my guess is you're also going to see um, performers that are probably from previous generation. Grammys are always good at uh, getting people from not just who are the current chart toppers, but also uh, the performers of old. And so that is really a very good sign for the Grammys. Will it be good enough uh, for them to continue a growth story that, from a ratings perspective, has been uh, in a really good place for the past three, um, or I should say, uh, in a good place since 2023? Very well could be. That number in 23, to be more precise, was 20, was 12.5 million viewers. That was up from, from uh, 9.2 in 2021, 9.6 in 2022. Um, a very far cry from the heights of, say, 2016 or 2017, when it was as high as 25 million, 26.1 million. Still, this is really quite a comeback story. And that's, of course, also to speak nothing of uh, the demo numbers, what they get in the 18 to 49 range, where... Uh, it used to be as high as 7.7 .7 million, 7.8. It's now dipped uh, below the 3 million number. But still, uh, the Grammys is quite a success story at CBS. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily about the nominations there. It really is about who shows up on that stage. And so I think the Grammys is uh, something that is poised to be a big story. Uh, the Academy Awards is a little farther out, but it is also a similar story there where um, after bottoming out, say, in around uh, 2021, uh, down to 10.4 million after climbing way, way high to 34 million north of that in 2016, it has slowly gone back up in 22 and 23, going to 16.6 million, 18.8 million. It's going to be interesting to see if, just like with the Grammys, whether that growth story continues. Uh, awards shows are a very tough business to be in, but we've seen in recent years from the Oscars, from the Grammys, that when you do it right, when you put the right um, energy, the right production values, and you make smart choices, you can do the right things. And I think the Emmys are now at a place where they're going to have to make some hard choices. And once they get rid of all the mitigating factors that made 2024 such a disaster, um, they will probably find their way back to success in 2025. I know I'm certainly rooting for them. 
And so we'll have to check back then. Anyway, that's enough from me this week. We'll be back with another episode of Strictly Business next week. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.